Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wellness Check. I am Cece. Unfortunately, BB could not join us today. Um, so we are continuing our part two of introducing the SARC team series. And today we will be interviewing all of the SARC advocates. So we have Jenna, Missy, and Jocelyn here today. Um, so welcome to the show, y'all. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> that was so cute. Okay. Um, just like a, a loud uh, array of voices was super sweet. Um, so we are so happy to have y'all on today. We're honestly very honored that you all are able to make an appearance. Um, so to get started, please tell us your name, your pronouns, your position title, and what you like to do for fun. And let's start with Jenna. Okay. Um, well, my name is Jenna. I use she, her pronouns. I'm one of the survivor advocates for SARC. Um, let's see here. I enjoy going to the gym and eating lots of sushi and playing with my cat, Barbara, who's really adorable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's kind of the basics about me. Very nice. Jocelyn? Yeah. Hi, I'm Jocelyn. My pronouns are she, her, and they, them. And my role with SARC is as the eCampus survivor advocate and outreach coordinator. And I also do work with on-campus students as well. Um, and I love going hiking and traveling and backpacking and getting out. And I can almost always, always guarantee I'll be out on a hike any given weekend year-round. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right, and then Missy. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Missy, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I am also a confidential survivor advocate here with the SARC. Um, What I love to do, let's see, I love walking my dogs. I have two small dogs, Stevie and June, and so we go on hikes and walks, and I also love crafting and camping, so I could be found doing any of those things in my off time. Amazing. Thank you so much, all of you. Um, So just to get straight to it, now that we know a little bit more about you and what you like to do and all that jazz, um, I want to know what it means for each of you individually, what it means to be a SARC advocate. I think that, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is definitely um, just putting the survivors first. Uh, We definitely lead with the belief that survivors are at the center of everything that we do. Um, And so for me, being a SARC advocate just means providing whatever type of resources or help that a survivor might need. It really differs um, case to case. And so just coming into everything with a different kind of viewpoint. I think being a a SARC advocate on campus especially um, means, you know, making a community where people feel safe, where people feel supported and heard. Um, I think just making sure that we're making, I just said making like 5,000 times, um, a good impact on everybody that we come in contact with. Yeah, and I can hop in next. This is Jocelyn again. Um, I totally resonate with what Jenna just said. And um, for me, it also, it really means along those same lines of listening to people uh, when they have something they need to share and that they need to talk about. Uh, And through that listening and that support, it really helps us as advocates to, to help 
that survivor. Um, as the eCampus advocate, I do a lot of remote um, phone call and uh, Zoom advocacy meetings. And oftentimes it means I'm also learning about a person's community uh, where they might be located, which is oftentimes not in Oregon. And so I'm learning about resources all across the country and global resources that people might be able to access. Uh, and I, I think it's a it's a really incredible position to be in where we are able to exercise our own abilities of compassion and um, trust as advocates. And I, this is Missy. I'll go ahead and jump in. Um, for me, I, you know, I, I snapped to everything that Jenna and Jocelyn have said so far. Um, that all really resonates with me as well. Um, I was thinking about some words that come to mind when I think about what it means to me to be a SARC advocate and, um, some of those things that came to mind for me were believing um, listening, helping, caring. Um, I sit with somebody and want them to feel like I am there with them, fully listening and present. And when I am fully listening and present, I'm able to then hear what some of the needs are that are coming out of the situation. And then I can offer up what I know as options for helping the survivor get to where they want to be. Um, and what the most important thing about that is, is to, to make sure that everything that I'm doing is led by the person I'm working with, by the survivor. Um, and I know that that is a value that we have here at the SARC, that all of our um, services, everything that we do is in honor and in service to survivors and believing them and helping them get what they need to move forward in their life. Um, and so... Yeah, that could be listening to how culture plays into their situation, um, what sorts of considerations they have in whether or not they want to report, talk to their family about it, um, tell friends about it, how they can access the support system around them. And all of that is part of our job here at the SARC. Awesome. Thank you so much. Those are all amazing answers. And I think it just further proves that all of you really do care about the people you work with and your job and you take it seriously, um, which is just, it's, it's huge. It, it's everything. So thank you so much for, for being in this position and for being on OSU's campus. Um, so moving on, I want to know like, what's something that you wish more people knew about SARC's services? So people have a general idea of what SARC does, but, was something that you wished like, oh, my gosh, like this is probably the most important thing. Or if it's not the most important thing, what's something that a lot of people overlook? Yeah, I think that we always say you kind of don't know about us until you need us sort of thing. So, um, you know, maybe they've heard of Sark or they've seen the name kind of around campus. But I think a lot of people actually don't really understand what we do. Um, they might think that we we help with reporting or um, something else like that. I think kind of like the basics that's really important to know about SARC is that we are confidential. So all of us have um, a certain degree that we took courses in that give us um, a privilege and confidentiality sort of similar to a lawyer or a doctor. So we don't share anything that anybody tells us unless we get a written form of a release of information. 
Uh, we provide a lot of different services, not just, you know, listening and empathy and safety planning, but we also have like a pot of money that we're able to access if someone maybe needs like a hotel stay or help getting groceries or, you know, like their car was broken into and maybe they need help getting to and from some places. And um, we can help with that. We do work with um, like local law enforcement so we can accompany people to criminal justice meetings or on-campus EOA reporting meetings. We work with the local hospitals, so we do medical advocacy. Um, I think that there's a lot that our advocates do that people may not realize, and we kind of always say, you know, whatever you need, we'll figure out a way to get it to you. So even if it's not on, like, the list of resources we have on our website, we'll figure out a way to help them. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I would also add to that that um, something I really wish that people knew is the way that sometimes we have a little easier time access, helping people access services. Some that come to mind are accommodations regarding housing if they are on campus or even if they're looking to move on campus from off campus um, and accessing mental health support through CAPS here at OSU. Um, we do, we are able to navigate some difficult connections for people if they're requesting that. And, and along those lines, that if a survivor wants that, that's always at the root of it. So I hope that people take away from this conversation that you know, we're really here to provide those resources, um, to provide, to provide finding resources and, and that they get to, I think of us as like the gas station that they swing through and they're like, I need this kind of resource. And then we help help them get to that to help support their agency and their personal autonomy towards healing. Well said, everybody. <laughs> this is Missy. I don't have any additional things to add. That was awesome. <laughs> yes. Thank you, everyone. That that was amazing. It's almost like this is your job. That's crazy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, um, I guess my last question for you is how can OSU community members access your services? Yeah, there's a different, there's a couple of different ways that they can access our services. It's kind of just important to figure out which way works best for them to get in touch with us. Um, we have a website that has a couple of different links on it. So if you just Google like Oregon State University SARC or Survivor Advocacy and Resource Center, um, you should find our website and we have a direct link to our Google form that people can use to uh, request an appointment with us. And then you we usually reach out to them via email or phone, depending on what um, they specified. We have our survivor advocacy email, which is just survivor advocacy at Oregon where someone can reach out via that way and we'll connect with them or. Um, if they just want to reach like someone in, in particular, like they're like, you know, I really connect with Missy. I'd like to reach out to them or, you know, I'm an e-campus student and I want to reach out with Jocelyn. Um, they can also find our individual emails and reach out to us that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I say, I would say a lot of people also, you know, when they call, it's not simply to request appointments. Um, we get calls a lot that are people asking how to support a survivor. Um, even, Staff and faculty here at Oregon State, um, they'll call and, and find out how they might best support somebody or 
the difference, of course, between what it means to talk to us being confidential and to talk to other offices that might re- that might help with reporting, such as EOA, um, who are not confidential. And there, there's important factors in that. So we do a lot of guidance around just the way we navigate these difficult systems and difficult times. And the only thing I'll add, and, and Jenna and Jocelyn both um, touched on this a bit, but really that, you know, it's it's um, we are available via the means that works best for somebody and that is safest for that person. Um, and if that changes, we accommodate that. So, um, you know, we just encourage people to find us in the way that works best for them. Perfect. All right. Thank you all so, so much. Um, it's honestly been an honor to speak with y'all and to showcase just how wonderful you all are. Um, but that is all we have for today's episode. So as always, don't forget to follow Student Health Services social media accounts. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching OSU Student Health Services. And make sure you hit subscribe and follow to get the latest health news, tips, and reminders of when podcasts go out. So until next time, check yourself. Bye. 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 A production of Oregon State University Student Health Services.